everyone. Welcome back to Femina Book Podcast. I'm your host, Tav, and I am so excited to talk about this book today because the second one just came out, uh, I want to say like last week. So I definitely wanted to make sure to talk about the first one so that I can then talk about the second one next week. Uh, I loved this book. Absolutely loved it. I think I read it when it came out uh, last year sometime. It was at the end of last year and loved it so much. And I've just been waiting for the second one to come out to be able to talk about it. Um, But I definitely recommend this book. So, so good. It is by Lucy Score. It's called Things We Never Got Over. And it's about this town, like there's going to be three books, I think. And it's, the town is called like Knockamout. And so this is Knockamout book one. It's not fantasy. It's, I guess you could call it contemporary. It's enemies to lovers in a small town. It's spicy, but not over, overly spicy. Like it, it has a good amount and they're in the right places. It's not over-exaggerated. It's not crude. It's not, it's just very well done. And so that's why I, I'll give about like a three and a half out of five spice score. Um, I think my sister would really like it. Um, maybe my mom, I don't think my mom would ever grab it. So I would just say yes for my sister. Um, it is a dual point of view, which I actually didn't mind. I've been doing more dual point of view books lately And so I'm kind of getting used to them more, starting to like them more. It just depends. Like sometimes the guy's point of view just really, I hate it a lot because it's over-sexualized. But with this one, it wasn't. It was perfect. We love Knox, who's the main male character. We love Naomi, who's the main female character. Um, We just love both of them. So I didn't mind at all. And also speaking of characters, I loved every single character that was in this book like the side characters and the town characters loved them all they were essential to the story and they were just fit perfectly in each of the scenarios it just was such a well-rounded book that I honestly recommend you put this on your to be read list like immediately at the top I I haven't found a book like this in a while where I just recommend it all around. It was just very, very good. So let's get into it. I'm excited to talk about it. So we have Naomi, and she is walking into this coffee shop in Knockamount. I don't know what state they're in. I think Virginia, actually. Um, So she's walking to this coffee shop, and she was not expecting a picture of herself to be behind the register that says, do not serve. She's like, I've never stepped foot in this place like I haven't done anything to this place how is my picture up there and so she like walks up to the counter and the guy behind the counter is like okay I don't want any trouble like I don't think you should be here and she's like what are you talking about that's not me in the photo I'm Naomi Naomi Witt and she's like the more that she looked at it she's like oh that's my twin sister (laughs) that's Tina uh, I'm s- actually supposed to meet her here. That's when, like, the guy behind the counter is like, oh, I can now tell, like, you guys are twins. Well, he could tell, but now they do look differently. Like, Naomi is very well put together. She has, like, dark brown hair, just looks like a, a princess almost. And then there's Tina, who this is going to not put it lightly, but she's trailer trash. Like, she has the the burnt uh, yellow, b- 
bleach hair. She smokes. She's just the absolute opposite. And so as Naomi is in this cafe, every single person is looking at her and they're not happy because they think that she's Tina, like trying to throw them off or trying to take advantage or they just they don't like her. The whole town doesn't like Tina. And so as Naomi is getting her coffee, she's sitting down and she's drinking it. And then all of a sudden this big like Viking, she describes him as like this big Viking guy, just beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, I'm sure you've seen guys on like TikTok that look like this. They're just like tall and muscly, long hair, just the perfect Viking. I there. Okay. So side story, (laughs) there's this guy that I used to follow on Instagram and he's like a model in California. He's just the most beautiful man I've ever seen. And I unfollowed him because he was kind of getting to be a little bit too much. And now I can't find him. Like, I don't remember his name. I don't remember anything. And he would, he is what I imagine as I read this book. And I just need to find him so that you can look him up because he is just a very, very beautiful man. Anyway, so this guy, this is Knox. He walks right up to Naomi and just like right in her personal space. And he's like, I thought I made myself clear. And Naomi's like, what? (laughs) Like, obviously, she doesn't know what he's talking about. And she's like, Uh uh-huh he's like i told you tina you are not to come in here and harass justice or his customers again or i'd personally escort your ass out of town and she's like "Uh, what like what and the guy behind the counter justice he's trying to tell knox like it's not tina it's not tina but he knox is not listening and so He's like up in her face and she gets back up in his face and she's like, you listen to me. I don't care if you think that I'm my sister or like the, a weasel. I'm a human having a really bad day after the worst of my life. I don't have it in me to stuff down emotions. So you better get out of my way. Like she's just very like had it. And Justice is finally like, that's not Tina. That's not Tina. And he's like, what? And she's like, do I look like Tina? I am not Tina. I am Naomi. Like, please stop yelling at me. And he's like, okay, well, my name is Knox. Why are you here? And Naomi's like, absolutely not. You cannot just turn this on me. That's none of your business, sir. Nothing I do or don't do is your business. And so because Naomi was supposed to meet Tina there at the cafe and she's not showing up, she walks out of the cafe and she's like, you know what? If Tina really wants to meet with me, she can find me at the motel. Like, I don't want to wait around having this guy that I don't even know come up and tell me these things without even like asking who I am. Like, no, 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 no. So she is, yeah, she comes out of the cafe. Her car's not there. She's like, what? She looks up and down the block. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> where is my car? And so Knox follows her out. He's like, are you lost? And she's like, my car has gone. <laughs> like, my car got towed. Like, what is happening? Like, today is the worst day. And he's like, come on. Like, I'll, I'll give you a ride. And she's like, why am I? I'm not getting in a truck with a man that just yelled at me in a cafe. Like, he's like you don't have any options I'll take you to a police 
the police department. We'll see if they towed your car. Please just get in. So he's already like very broody, very demanding, but not in like a, hey, I don't respect you. It's more like I respect you. I want to take care of you. Broodiness. And we love it. Love, love, love. It's not over the top in this book, but it's just enough that you're like, oh my gosh, my heart is fluttering. You know what I'm saying? So already this day has just started and it's already crap for Naomi and her sister is to blame obviously so Naomi she's cut from a different cloth obviously from Tina she's the classier one she was tall like her sister they were both tall but instead of like the crispy fried look you know what I'm talking about uh she was more yeah like the Disney princess with the thick hair color of roasted chestnuts that's how it was described as she's in the truck with Knox she's like you know what you think that out of both of us you're mad at her what do you think I am like I am so mad at her and you're yelling at my face getting in between me and my coffee which we learned that Naomi loves coffee she's a coffee fanatic and she's like you don't have a real reason to be upset he's like no 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 I have reasons to be upset all of them involve your waste of space sister she I guess Tina was a monster uh she stole she lied she rolled into town I think they said like a year before but during that time like she picked fights she drank too much she showered too little just had no regards for anyone else and she was the type of person that she thought the world owed her which those people are are hard to hard to handle so I guess Tina called her the night before said that she was in some trouble and needed Naomi to meet her at that cafe at seven in the morning so that's what that's what Naomi did because she's a good sister so they head to the police station they get in there's this guy there and he's like you know what two options you either forgot where you parked but a gal like you in this town is small like I don't think that's likely because we don't have it here nobody towed it or b someone stole your car and that's when Knox turns to her and he's like your sister stole your car isn't that the most frustrating thing already seven in the morning she had her coffee which she said it was absolutely delicious she had a guy yell at her she was supposed to meet her sister there who is garbage and she comes out of the cafe her sister has stolen her car like what i i literally would probably go to the motel that she's staying at and just go to bed like i would just say i'm done with today don't want to deal with it because we learn more. We learn more that's that's going to be happening to her on this day. And it's just exhausting just to think about. So her sister stole her car. So Knox is like, okay, where are you staying? Like, let's, I'll just drop you off. We'll figure out, like, they reported the car and we'll figure out from there. So they go to the motel where she's staying. There's only one motel in the town. It's very crappy. They get up to the room and he's like, did you, uh, did you leave your door open? She's like, no, I don't do that. He's like, well, uh, your door is wide open. <laughs> so she's like, great. Okay. In the time that she checked in, stowed her suitcase, plugged in her laptop, left to meet Tina, someone had broken in and ransacked the room. Like her suitcase was everywhere. All of its contents just all over the carpet. So they walk in. There's a little girl sitting on the bed. 
And Knox looks at her. He's like, where's your mom? And she says, gone. Who's your friend? And Knox is like, oh, that'd be your Aunt Naomi. And Knox is like, this is Wele, uh, Tina's kid. Um, so not only <laughs> did she have her sister steal her car, uh, her sister also broke into the hotel room, ransacked it, and left behind the niece that she didn't know existed. Yeah, I know. Talk about talk about a day. Then we learn, <laughs> as of the night before, she had no job. She wasn't on her way to Paris, which had been the plan 24 hours before. Uh, her friends and family at this point think she's lost her mind. And she has a niece whose entire childhood she missed out on. And so that's when she's like, oh, my gosh, my parents, my parents are going to freak out. They don't know about their own grandkid. Um, her parents are on a three week Mediterranean cruise and they are already worried about her because she was supposed to get married the, ne the day before and walked out on like the wedding day. So that as well. <laughs> so her parents already feel like overwhelmed and they had this planned and she's like I'm not going to call them I'm not going to tell them because I don't want them to come home from this cruise they've had it planned for over a year like it's going to be really upsetting like I'm going to wait as long as I can she's like well I'm the closest living relative who has a criminal so I guess I'm responsible for her like I love Naomi already during this book like it's only been like a couple chapters so I already love her I love her character. I love her personality. I love how she is portrayed. I just love everything about her. And it has to do, of course, with like the author and how she wrote her. And I just love her a lot. And with this, you see it time and time again in the book that Naomi, she just wants to take care of people. Like she puts her own needs behind her and she just wants to take care of people. So for her to be like, okay, well, I'm the closest closest living relative and I'm just I'm gonna take care of her like just like all of Tina's other methods uh I'm I'm gonna take care of it like I'm gonna figure this out I mean Tina's been it sounds like Tina's been a pain in everyone's butts like from the beginning uh even from like birth and then going into this town so they call the police to the room, to the hotel room, and Nash shows up, which Nash is Knox's brother. So Nash is the chief of police. Um, so Nash is like, hey, sorry to meet you under these circumstances. Like we can put the juvenile pla relations place says that we can put Waylay in a foster home if but if you don't have a problem staying in town for a couple weeks, like, we can figure this out. Like, we don't have any problem with Wele staying with you. And if things work out, you can even make it permanent. <laughs> and Naomi's like, great. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll just get this cleaned up. And Knox is like, no, no, no. You're not staying here. She's like, I don't have a choice. Like, I can't go anywhere else. I don't have a job. I don't have money. Like, I can't pay rent where are we going? And he's like, let's go to Tina's place. Let's see what it's like there. He takes her to the trailer park where Tina lives. And uh, he goes to talk to the manager or like the, the landlord. So he knocks is like talking to him. And then um, as they're trying to clean up the trailer because it's a mess, Knox comes in and he's like, nope, pack your stuff, pack all of your stuff. Like Naomi, help pack help her pack like you're not staying here and again Naomi's like what are we supposed to do like literally what are we supposed to do 
And he's like, I know a place you can stay. It's safer than the motel, but you're not staying here. He's like, don't worry about the money. We'll figure it out. Just pack your stuff. So they pack all of Way's stuff. They have all Naomi's stuff. And he drives down like this windy driveway or whatever. And he's like, okay, that's my place. And this is yours. So he has a cabin. Um, and then he has like a small cabin underneath it. Not underneath, sorry. <laughs> behind it. And then um, further, I think it's further down the road is like a big cabin. And that's where they used to have like a breakfast in, I think, or a bed and breakfast or like a, it was almost a resort. It was a really big cabin for a lot of people. So he's like, you can stay in this little one. We'll figure it out. We'll go from there. They immediately all fall asleep. Like, when they get their stuff in there because obviously it's been a really trying day the next day literally that all happened in one day the next day Naomi goes to the cafe she's trying to make a list of things she needs to do things she needs to buy like just create a plan this one girl just shows up at her table and she's like I have a job for you like oh okay cool She's like, I'm a business manager, which puts me in charge of several small businesses in the area. And one of them is down a server. And desperate, we desperately need someone who can deliver beer and just be, like, genuinely charming. And Naomi's like, well, I don't really have any other options. Sign me up. So she gets the job at this bar. When Naomi gets there, he tells her, Nash tells her, like, I didn't find your car yet. But I did find something interesting when I ran the plates. It was reported stolen. And they're like, well, yeah, duh. Naomi did that yesterday. And he's like, no, no, no. It was reported stolen yesterday by Warner Dennison III of Long Island. And she sighs. <laughs> and Naomi's like, well, it's my car, but my ex-fiance bought it. His name is on the title with mine. Later that day, D.C. cops actually find her car, and it was found at a chop shop in pieces. So the car is out of the question. Maybe she goes to the library. I should have wrote it down. I, I really think that she goes to the library. And she um, starts talking to the librarian, which her name is Sloan. And I think the third book is going to be about Sloan and uh, Nash and Knox's best friend, Lucian. Uh, I think that's the third book. The second book is about Nash. And I don't know who the girl in that one is. But anyways, uh, so she's talking to Sloane. And Sloane tells her, like, oh, yeah, he's quite a catch. Like, Knox is, is really attractive. And it's not just because of the lottery money. And she's like, what? Like, what did you just say? And she's like, yeah, 100%. Like, he won $11 million a couple years back. Like, what <laughs> to be that lucky you know what have you ever thought about that like my husband and I talk about it all the time we're like okay hypothetically which of course is hypothetical if we won the lottery right now and we it, we always talk about it when we see like the billboards of what the lottery is at at the moment we're like okay now it's like a hundred million dollars what would we do if we won the hundred million dollars well they have to take out taxes and we just talk about it we're like okay we would put this much away we'd probably buy another house we probably do this like it's just really fun to talk about I don't know if you and your partner or you and your friends like or even just you think about it that at all like really what if tomorrow uh you were just handed a check for like 
10 million dollars what would you do like what would be the first things you do I just love thinking about that and I'm not like trying to be like uh heart I don't think the word's heartbroken about it but just like I don't think about it constantly if that makes sense like I'm not obsessed with getting all this money it's just fun to think about like because it's such a small chance of happening I don't know I just like thinking of those hypothetical scenarios so to win 11 million dollars absolutely unreal so of course she she's going to have money problems um because like she doesn't have a job uh her credit card and debit cards were stolen from Tina so she had to cancel all of that so she's got to figure out what she needs to do, and she creates this these options. So she's got to find a day job while Waylay is in school. She still has the bar job, um, but obviously that's not going to make very much. And she's like, or I could borrow against my retirement savings, or I could sell my house on Long Island. But her Long Island house is literally her dream, like her dream house. So she's like, that's the last option. I don't want to have to do that. Um, we also learn how she met her ex-fiance she had landed a good job at his family's investment firm and fallen for him she bought a nice house to start a family and if she were to sell that house like it would be basically an official goodbye to the dream so she's (laughs) going through a lot obviously and what perfect timing is that her best friend Stefan shows up And we love Stefan. Love, love, love him. He is her gay best friend. We love his vibe. We love his attitude. We love how just their relationship is. And he's just the best friend that anyone could ever have. And he supports her. He helps her. Um, He's there for like a couple weeks, actually, just because he's super rich, super gorgeous, just a good time. Uh, She starts the job at the bar either that night or the next night. And, of course, Knox has a problem with it. He didn't know that she was going to be working there. And so there's that possessiveness or, like, broodiness coming out again. He's like, you're not working here. She's like, yes, I am. Like, give me at least tonight and I will work here. He's like, okay, well, if you mess up, you're gone. And, of course, she does amazing. And so at the very end of the night, she's like, okay, I quit. And he's like, wait, what? Like, what are you doing? She's like, no, I just wanted to prove it to you that I could do a really good job. And now I'm going to quit because you have a problem. And he's like, no, 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 please, please don't quit. Like, everything is fine. Um, The next night she works again. Everything's going really great. And then one of the police officer comes in and she's like, uh, is Wei Lei okay? Like, what's happening? He's like, no, no, no. Wei is fine. But Nash was actually shot tonight. They don't know if he's going to pull through. He's in surgery. Knox immediately goes to the hospital. And she goes to him once her shift is over. And that's where they connect. Like, he kind of spills his feelings um, there with her. He's, of course, not an open book. Like, no man in these books are an open book. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he tells her, you know, I've had a rough relationship with my brother. Like we've been there for each other as of a couple years ago, it's been kind of rough. Um, so he took home like the 11 million and he thought it was the answer to everything. He bought the bar, he bought a building or two. He invested in the salon. He paid off his grandma's mortgage. He tried to give Nash money and Nash was like, no, I don't want it I don't want the money and they went back and forth for like two years Knox just trying to shove it down his throat Nash rejecting it finally their grandma made him take it (laughs) he says like you know what my stupid little brother did 
he donated it to the police department and built a whole new police station. The Knox Morgan Municipal Building. <laughs> like, growing up as teenagers, Nash and Knox and Lucian were hellions. Of course they were. For Nash to invest it into a police station, oh, he knew Knox would not be happy with it, but he did it. He did it anyways because he's like, you know what? I'm just going to try and fix this town. So that was kind of funny. Um, they start to get toasty towards each other. You can tell that Knox and Naomi have feelings, um, but they don't want to address them. There's a lot of tension, and it's the perfect amount of tension, perfect setup for everything. I absolutely loved it. Um, they sp- make toast, obviously. And that morning, she's getting coffee. There's a knock on the door, and she opens the door, and it's her parents. <laughs> They just showed up and she's like, hi, um, what are you doing here? Like Knox is upstairs naked. Um, they had just woken up and her parents, we love her parents, love, love, love her parents. They are just, uh, I love them. So, um, Knox comes down. They basically have to pretend that they're in a relationship and, um, we know how pretend relationships go. So with her parents being there, we obviously know that Tina and Naomi are different. And I can, I don't understand it because I I don't relate to it, but I understand the feeling of loving your parents so much you don't want to see them be hurt. So she felt that she had to be the good one. She didn't have a choice. She couldn't afford like any kind of teen rebellion or bounce between majors, finding herself in college. Not when they had already like struck out with one daughter. So she felt like she always needed to have herself together. And so she is able to get like a day job at the library with her friend Sloan. And there's this shady guy and he like needs help um, with some technology. And Waylay goes to the library ever so often and helps like these older people um, with their technology. So like just how this guy was acting was very very suspicious and so he she like helped him he left her and Knox are still spending a lot of time together the days go by um and it doesn't feel like they're pretending um she's like I don't know what we're doing um but I'm enjoying this and he's like yeah like let's not think about it we're not worrying about what comes next like we're just going day by day all of a sudden there's like some break-ins um throughout the next couple days And there's like a storage unit break in. There is the office of the landlord where Tina stayed at. His office is broken into. Um, So we basically know that Tina's been breaking into things. She's looking for something. Also, during that next week, Warner shows up. (laughs) Like, who is Naomi's ex fiance? He shows up. He causes a ruckus. We see Knox punch him, call him out because freaking. Warner like slapped Naomi and it was just not a good time not a good time so that was dealt with very manly of Knox we love that so after like Warner had left he gotten beat up basically uh Naomi calls that night to Knox and she's like someone broke in it's a mess like it's going to take me forever to clean up so Nash and Knox Nash is better by the way Nash is great also, Knox is in his feels. Um, his dad is homeless. 
Um, and he's like tried to help him, but his dad was so upset when their mom died when they were young that he like stopped taking care of them. He went off the deep end, was drunk all the time, went to pills, was always homeless and doesn't want to get help. So um, he's in his fields. Knox is in his fields. And he then talks to Naomi and is like, you know what? We had a good time. I hope you had a good time, too. But we got to stop this thing before one of us gets attached. And of course, it breaks Naomi's heart. Like, they both are broken hearted. They don't want to break up. They don't even if this was like a, a fake relationship, which we know it's not. Um, they're both kind of broken hearted. That next weekend, Naomi is working at the bar when she gets a text from Waylay saying that she's in trouble. So Naomi goes out the door of the bar and that's when a car pulls up and it's Tina and she's like, he's got Waylay. He took her. Like, it's all my fault. Like, we need to go. Like, you have to help me where, like, I know where he took her. So, of course, immediately, Naomi already loves Waylay so, so much. And we see a little bit of their life together. And, like, Waylay has soccer and they support her. It's just, I love their relationship. So, of course, she's going to be worried when Waylay texts her and Tina shows up. So, she gets in the car and Tina handcuffs her. And she's like, man, you were a sucker. So, she takes her to this warehouse and the guy that was shady at the library is there. And apparently, him and Tina are a thing. And they think that Waylay has this flash drive of these people like that are on the police force and it has to do with like a drug lord. Uh, So they're trying to find this flash drive. Um, Waylay, of course, doesn't tell him where it is. Um, And so he starts to like threaten Naomi and Waylay. And Tina was like, "Uh, that wasn't the deal. So she takes them into the bathroom without the guy. It was like, we're going to trade places. I have a code word with Waylay. Like, we'll get out of here. So they do this whole big scheme. In the meantime, Knox is figuring out everything, and he's trying to find them. They find them. Tina takes off. Everything gets situated. And, of course, Tina runs. Like, ugh, she's so dumb. Um, every Yeah, everyone storms in. Patrol car, like, the next 10 minutes he's like um i have a woman here that's claiming to be naomi like caught her trying to steal a mustang a couple blocks away do you know who she might be so they're like uh yeah you need to book her so tina goes to jail and they do find out that waylay does have the thumb drive she was just coming up with a story and she shows them where it is and yeah they they find that names and the addresses and Nash's name was actually on the flash drive and that's why he got shot we find out is because they were trying to take out people from this list and so with all of those events happening naturally Naomi and Knox are like oh my gosh I love you I love you and it's perfect it's perfect Uh, And then they do the epilogue and it just, it ties up so well. And um, her parents are moving there to knock them out. Their relationship's doing well. Her and Knox are going to get married. Uh, It really does wrap up really well. So I'm so excited to read the second book. Like, honestly, she didn't have to write another book. Like, it was wrapped up very well. But I'm so glad that she is because... I want to know more about Nash. I want to know more about this town. I 
love this author. Lucy Score is so good. I just devoured her books. I don't know if she, I think she's wrote other books. Uh, I need to probably look because I really did enjoy her writing so much so that I actually bought this book. Like I did. I'm looking at it on my bookshelf right now and I'm going to buy her next books. So that is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I didn't reveal too much, but I kind of did. So if you didn't want to read this book, I'll basically tell you how it is. Um, but there's some, there's things that I didn't tell you, of course. I apologize that this episode was a day late. Uh, you know, life. I feel like that's been happening a lot lately. It's just life. Um, but I'm grateful for you guys. Definitely follow me on social media, even though I don't post very often. Uh, I still am there. I still want you to follow me. I want to follow you. I want to be more involved. Definitely give this book a read. I highly recommend it. Even if you wanted to skip over the spicy scenes, which are totally easy to do, uh, I, I really do recommend that you read it. And I think I'm definitely going to recommend it to all my friends and family that need a good book to read because it's it's just a solid, solid book. But anyways, grateful for you guys, and I will talk to you later. Mm-hmm.